Hello, hello. Thank you for being here today. And today we're going to discuss cardio. Now, I know cardio sometimes gets a bad rap, but let's be honest. Depending on who you're talking to, people will be like, oh, cardio stupid. Or people will be like, oh, weightlifting stupid. Neither of them are stupid. They both have their benefits. They both help create well-rounded health. I am not a believer in black and white of things. Like, I believe there's a lot of gray in fitness and that everything can be beneficial if we understand how to use it effectively. Because I feel like, especially in the health and fitness industry, people love to shout from their side or their opinion of why something else is wrong. And they never point out any of the pros or never point out how having well-rounded fitness can be best for a lifestyle. So here's the truth. I love cardio. I love strength training. I love them both. I recognize that I build muscle when I do strength training, but I recognize that cardio helps my heart, my lungs, and my mental capacities. Honestly, when I'm feeling anxiety, when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I will go on a walk. I will do kickboxing. I will do something. And it just literally makes everything better. I have an entire episode telling about how I went through a very rough stage of depression. It is episode 34. It's titled Anxiety and Depression. And I explain how fitness and truly cardio and kickboxing for me really helped bring me out of that depression and the benefits of cardio for people who are struggling with mental illness, especially anxiety and depression. So it definitely has its place. I'm not here to tell you that one is 100% better than the other. They both have their pros, and I think that they both should have a place in your fitness journey for you to be effective and for you to create a true lifestyle. But today what I'm really going to talk about is understanding how to make cardio more effective by creating some variety in the different cardio zones. A lot of people just label all cardio cardio. And the truth is there are actually different zones. If you are a personal trainer, if you went to school for exercise science or anything health and fitness related, or you're a fitness instructor and you have your license for that for AFA, you know that there are five zones of cardio. So that is what we're going to discuss today. And we're going to kind of talk about how you can figure out what zone you're in and what the different zones are good for and how truly creating a variety in your cardio workouts, mixing them into your strength training, because you know strength training matters too, is going to be the best bang for your buck. The crazy thing I learned most while studying and while making sure that I like laid out my outline for this episode was that I found a statistic that said only 5% of the population exercises for 30 minutes a day, which is the recommended amount. Obviously, we have a rest day and that's good, but like 30 minutes, 5%, that's crazy. Like no wonder our society is struggling under so many health conditions. So I think it can be confusing and when we are trying to get people to exercise and then we're bashing exercise. So that is also another reason why I wanted to do today's episode and say, hey, cardio has its place. I'm a fan of cardio. I've been open about that. We want to intermix it with our strength training. And today I'm going to tell you how to and explain the zones and explain how to find your max heart rate to create some variety and some effectiveness for you. And as always, if you do find this episode helpful, do not forget to share it with your friends and family, the more we can spread, honestly, good, knowledgeable information, the better our society is going to be and the better we are going to be at sniffing out myths and incorrect things that is really just scaring people and causing people to feel discouraged. 
And as always, if you find this episode helpful, don't forget to write a review and let me know what you learned or let me know what else you would like discussed. Recently, someone left a comment and asked a question about something they'd discussed, and I actually did it. I was like, oh, that's a good topic, and I recorded it. So I read those. It keeps me going. So don't forget to write a review and to subscribe wherever you listen because then the episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your phone. And before we get started, because we are going into the winter season and a lot of places it's really cold, I highly suggest gifting yourself the gift of a good night's sleep with Cozy Earth's amazing bedding and sheet set. They are my favorite because they're temperature regulating. They're actually sourced from viscose from bamboo. And it's really nice because my husband runs kind of hot and I run kind of cold. So we often fight over the temperature, especially in the winter. And that does help us regulate a little bit better because we run differently. So we've used their sheets for about two years now. I'm really excited because I actually ordered their pajamas this year, so I'm really excited to try those as well. You will not regret trying a set of their sheets. And again, as I mentioned, I ordered their pajamas this year because I've loved the sheets so much. And I'm super excited because Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer to my listeners today for 40% off site-wide with the code SIMPLE40. Again, that's 40% off site-wide. And if you are looking for you know some comfortable sheets to sleep on for the holidays, 40% off. You can't beat that. You don't even need to wait until Cyber Monday. You can use that this whole time. So again, that's Cozy Earth. The code is SIMPLE40 site-wide, and you will not be disappointed. All right, let's get into today's episode on understanding the cardio zones and making them effective for you. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So here's the thing about your workouts. Your workouts truly should vary in intensity, in frequency, and duration. When you are always doing the same thing every single day, you can't expect different results. If you are happy with where you are, then sure, keep doing the same thing. But chances are your body will adapt, and then you will wonder why you are having changes you don't want, and that could be because your routine is very mundane. You're always doing the same workout or the same cardio routine or the same strength training with the same weights whatever it is. So mixing it up and creating variety is super effective. Obviously, it's really easy to mix up and measure the duration and the frequency because that's just saying I work out five days a week for 30 minutes or I work out four days a week for 45 minutes. It's pretty easy to know, you know, the duration and the frequency. The tricky part often for people is trying to figure out the intensity Now, whenever we work out, obviously it affects our heart rate and everyone has a resting heart rate and a max heart rate. And being aware of that makes our workouts a little bit more effective and making sure that we are mixing and matching different heart rates to challenge our body in different ways because different heart rates 
affects our body differently. Some of them, some heart rates help us burn more fat sources. Some help us work in our cardio zone more. Some help us burn more carbohydrates. It just really varies. And so that is kind of what we're going to talk about today with the different cardio zones. But in order for them to make sense, I do want to say I am going to add links in the show notes because I know some people are visual learners and I'm going to be speaking obviously and not everyone is an audio learner. So as I give you some formulas, know that in the show notes, they're going to be there too. Because if you're like me, I'm not always an audio learner. Like when people talk to me, I'm like, I'm sorry, say that seven more times. (laughs) So know that if you're visual, there are notes for that in the show notes. But what's important for you to work in these cardio zones is you have to know what your max heart rate is to know what zone you're in. Obviously, there's a few different ways that you can test your max heart rate. Your resting heart rate is pretty easy to figure out if you're wondering what that is. Typically, all you do is first thing when you wake up in the morning because you're calm, you're going to place your index finger and your pointer either right on your wrist or just below your jaw on your neck. And you're going to count how many beats go in 15 seconds. And then you're going to times it by four. That's typically your resting heart rate. That's going to vary by person. So that's one number. The number more I want to focus on today, though, is your max heart rate and using that for your cardio windows for your zones. That is a way to test your resting heart rate. For your max heart rate, there's a couple ways. A, you can do a lab test, but obviously we don't all have that ability. B, you can do a field test, which that's pretty tricky because if someone isn't super active, that can actually be pretty dangerous because they have you going like full speed for two minutes up hills and all kinds of things. So I'm going to give you a couple of simple formulas to get your max heart rate today. And there are more than one. I am going to list them all in the show notes, as I mentioned, but I'm just going to use the most basic in the actual podcast, but I will explain all of them. So today I'm going to give you a couple of simple formulas to help you figure out your max heart rate. And then we're going to explain those within the five different cardio zones and what that is. Now, The first and most common used and is the most basic, you're just going to minus your age by 220. So 220, let's say you're 38, you go 220 minus 38. That's going to give you 182. So that is going to be your max heart rate. That's the most common one. There are a couple of other options. I will also link some studies for the other ones so you can kind of pick which one's the best for you. But there is the Tenka formula, which is 208 minus 0.7 times your age. That one is a little bit more precise for people who are over 40. There's also the Hunt's formula, which is 211 minus 0.64 times your age. And that one is slightly more precise for those who are a little bit more active. So that's three different ones. All of them will be in the show notes, but we're going to do the most basic, just the 220 minus your age today, just because that's going to be a little easier. But please look at the reviews for all of them, like the studies on all of them and pick the one that is best for you. So first, you're going to do that to figure out what your max heart rate is. Then we're going to look at the cardio zones. So you have your number, whatever you decided to go by. You're going to use that number, and we're going to look at the zones and figure out what is going on. As I mentioned, for maximum benefits, you want to work in the different zones. They all have beauty. So that's really, really important to remember that. And each one of the zones has a high window and a low window for your heart rate. So let's get into the zones. I'm going to explain them in detail, and then you can see what your heart rate should be in those zones. So as you're doing cardio 
over coming weeks and months or whatever, you can be aware if your heart rate is something, oh, I'm in zone two. Oh, I'm in zone four. And you can be aware of what is going on, which will help you make sure you're adding some diversity because they all have different benefits. Now, to figure out your heart rate in those zones, I'm going to give you a percent for each one. And all you're going to do is times that max heart rate, that number you got. So for example, I said 220 minus 38. If your age is 38, that gave you 182. And if the zone is 50 to 60%, you're going to times that number by 0.5. That's 50%. It's going to spit out a number. And that's the lower heart rate for that window. Or you can times it by the higher number, which is 0.6. And that is the higher heart rate for that window. So that's going to give you a range. If your heart rate is in that range, then that means you're in zone one. That is a basic way to be able to see. So then it makes it easy. So when you're doing this, you're like, oh, I know what zone I'm in and it can help you create some variety. And I will give examples as we get going. Now, the first zone is zone one. If you don't want to do it by your max heart rate, you can even look at it by exertion level. So this would be considered very light. Typically in zone one, you are working at 50 to 60% of your max heart rate. So it's very, very gentle. In this zone, you aren't burning very many calories, but you tend to burn more fat when you are burning the calories. It is typically a very, very leisure walk. So this is like normal day-to-day things that are slightly elevated, like we're not sitting, because obviously our resting heart rate is when we're sitting. So it's kind of just a casual walk or just moving around your house. This is very light. The second zone is a little bit more than zone one. It's a little bit of an increase, but it's still not intense. It would still be considered medium to light. And that is at a 60 to 70% of your max heart rate. Now, remember, I said you can take that number I gave you at the beginning, and all you do is times that by 0.6, and it will give you the bottom of the window because that's the 60%, or you can times it by 0.7, and that will give you the top of the window. So if you're wearing a heart rate monitor, you can always be looking and going, oh, this is my heart rate. I know what zone I'm in. So this zone two is 60 to 70%. This is typically a good paced walk, not intense exercise, but it's still cardiovascular fitness and it can still help with fat loss. And more so, it really just gets your blood going and can be effective. I like to go on brisk walks. So typically I would fall into this zone. The other thing to be aware of is a brisk walk for me might keep my heart rate lower depending on my resting heart rate. And a brisk walk for someone who doesn't work out very much, that could easily push them into a higher zone. And that's okay. But that's why it's nice to kind of monitor what is working for you. I have a very, very low resting heart rate. Like when I was in the hospital having my last baby, I had a hemorrhage and the doctors basically told me, told my husband, make sure you watch your heart rate that it doesn't go below this beat. My husband didn't tell them she has a very low resting heart rate. So as he's watching, he's like, you sat at the number they told me not to let it go below the entire time. (laughs) My husband's like, I was having a heart attack. I thought you were going to die. And I wasn't. It's just I have a very, very low resting heart rate. So you do have to be aware of that, that as I say, oh, a brisk walk, it might put us in different zones based on our physical activity. But zone two, again, is medium to light. It's a good, nice, brisk walk. You can typically hold a conversation, and it just gets increased blood flow. Zone three is moderate. It's a true moderate cardio activity. It is normally 60 to 80% of your max heart rate. So again, remember, you can times that number, the 220 minus your age, whatever number you got, by 0.7 or by 0.8, and that's going to give you the range that you will know you're in zone three. 
The, a good way to tell you're in zone three is the talk test. Typically, in this moderate level, you're still able to have conversations. You're able to say short sentences, but you could definitely be breathing heavier. So this could be an intense brisk walk. It could even be a light jog for people, depending on them. It does help with blood circulation, and it does help your heart and your muscles. In these lower zones, as I mentioned, all three of the lower ones, zone one, zone two, and zone three, you do tend to burn more fat but less calories. So it kind of depends, and this is where people say, are you in fat burning or are you in cardio zone? They both have purposes, and we should mix and match them, but they're effective for different reasons. So you're burning less calories, but you tend to burn into your fat stores a little bit more in these lower zones. But obviously that overall burn is a little bit lower because your heart rate is not as high. The next zone is zone four. This is typically a moderately hard to hard zone. And this is where often we are doing running or cycling or even bursts of intervals, like any type of interval workout, just short bursts. In this window, your heart rate will be at about 80 to 90% of your max heart rate. So again, you're going to take that number from the beginning, the 220 minus your age, and you're going to times it by 0.8 to 0.9, and that's going to give you the window range. If you're watching your heart rate and you see that window range, you can say, okay, I'm in zone four. I'm working in zone four, and you can kind of know and see that benefit. In zone four, typically we tend to use more carbohydrates as fuel, and we burn a lot more calories than the lower zones. And we also tend to withstand more lactic acid accumulation. But you do tend to burn more of the traditional low-burning fat is in the lower zones, but you burn more calories in this. So they kind of offset each other in different ways, and they both have their benefits, as I've mentioned. The last zone, and it is by far the hardest zone, is zone five. And this is when you are working at... 90 to 100% of your max heart rate. And most of the time it sticks more around 90 to 95. And in this zone, you will be unable to give full sentences. You are gasping. You might be able to spit out single words, but you are huffing and puffing. This can be happening during interval training. And truly interval training is a little different because that can kind of, depending on the intensity of the cardio, that can be anywhere from zone three to zone five. But typically with interval training, When you're at the height of the interval, and if you aren't sure what interval training is, it basically means you do a very intense exercise for a little while, and then you let your heart rate come back down. But the intense part of that exercise is normally in zone three or zone four. So you're spiking your heart rate all the way up. It's hard to breathe. You're gasping for air, and you tend to burn a lot more calories in this phase. Your heart rate goes much higher, but you are working more in a cardio zone, working those lungs, working the heart, really working the whole body in a different way, and then you tend to burn more carbohydrates, again, as fuel in this zone five. With zone five, you obviously can't stay there very long. That is not common at all. So this is why interval training is very common here, because you'll burst into zone five, and then you might pause and rest for, you know, 30 seconds to a minute and bring yourself down to maybe zone two or a lower zone where the heart rate is lower, and then you can burst back up. So it is a little bit different. It's also why in interval 
classes, they often have you check your heart rate to see where you are. And if you're wanting to get that burst into zone five and maybe you're not going hard enough, if you check your heart rate, it will show you you're not going hard enough and maybe you can give a little more. Or if you're going super high, you may need to say, you know, I need to actually rest for three minutes and get my heart rate a little bit lower just to get more into a safer zone. So being aware of that can be very helpful. But Zone four, but more so zone five, are typically short bursts, and they bring your heart rate very high. Now, heading back, let's kind of review all the zones. So I said there's five zones. I measured them by light, medium light, moderate, pretty hard, and extremely hard, or we gave the percents for you to actually check. And all of them have different variations from casually walking to brisk walking to up into zone four where we're running to zone five where it's a quick burst. But all of them are different. Something to be aware of when we're thinking about our cardio zones and we're talking about the benefits of all of them is they're all different. They work the lungs in a different way. They work your ability to burn fat or to use carbohydrates in a different way. They burn a different amount of calories. So if you're mixing and matching these different zones, you're going to not allow your body to adapt. Your body is always going to be guessing. So for example, with clients, I often have them do an interval where they're coming very high and then they're resting for a couple days a week. Then I also tell them, hey, I want you to do a low impact steady state workout, which would keep them in a low zone down into like zone two, where I say you can go on a brisk walk, you could do Pilates, you could do something where it keeps your heart rate a little bit lower. And that is going to train them in a different way. Any type of steady state where it's a traditional cardio workout, like cycling or running or anything like swimming, those are often going to be steadily in zone three or four. So this is where it also can be a little different. Your workout can bounce you in and out of the different phases, like an interval workout. Your workout can keep you in one phase if it is a steady state workout. So not only is it helpful to be aware of the different zones, it is helpful to be aware if your workout is A, a single workout, including a variety of zones, or B, if your workouts throughout the week are including a variety of zones. I explain my clients, I have their workouts, the individual ones using a variety of zones, and then also on different days, they have like a low impact or a steady state where it's lower, where they're using a different zone. So as you think about your goals and the things you care about, if you're trying to lose fat or gain muscle or just maintain or, you know, just create some variety, you might want to work into some of the different zones. For fat loss, it is very effective to kind of do intervals as it brings you down and brings you up. It's also very effective to just be in your zone one and zone two on a regular basis, you know, just trying to move more because those are fat burning zones. I truly believe a variety of all of them can help make a difference. I think having a workout plan that uses a variety of different styles of workouts will literally stimulate different things to happen in your body and it will cause your body to not adapt. If you are always doing the same workout with the same setup, your body is going to adapt. So if you're trying to make changes, that's going to be difficult. And if you're using the different phases, the chances of you overtraining are also less likely. Oftentimes when people are only doing high intensity or 
only doing one type of workout, their body adapts and then they might start overtraining. So it's good to kind of have lower days. It's why it's good to have a rest day. It's why it's good to have a variety, even in your cardio, not just with your weights, obviously. So as you're doing your cardio this week, something I wanted you to think about and why I wanted to explain these zones is I wanted you to notice, am I always in the same zone or am I changing it up? When you are on your run, are you always sitting at let's say 140 the entire time, maybe it's time to change it up. Maybe you need to add some sprints to get you into zone five, you know, for 30 seconds and then rest. Maybe you need to add some walks. I'm a, I'm a big believer in speed walking. In fact, I used to speed walk before I had a hip injury probably three to four days a week and just walk at a brisk pace. And I loved it. And then I intermix that with intervals. And then I intermix that with my kickboxing. And all three of those are different zones of cardio, which I think are all effective. So mainly, I wanted you to think about your workouts in the zones and ask yourself, am I having variety? Am I mixing it up? Because if you are always doing the same workout, the chances of you seeing changes if that's part of your goal is going to be tricky. The other thing to think about when we're talking about these cardio zones is cardio mixed into strength training because the truth is our heart rate moves when we're strength training as well. If you're doing legs and you're lifting super heavy weights, it could easily put your heart rate a little bit higher and you could be sitting in zone three or zone four depending on the weight or the speed at which you're doing the weight or the rest time within the weight. So it's not just about cardio. It's about being aware during many activities and adding variety there. I've said to people when they're strength training, Are you doing the same weights? Because if you're always doing the same, your body adapts. So even increasing the weights, changing the rest time, doing all those things will not only work the muscle in a different way, it's going to give you different cardio benefits within the strength training workout. So being aware of that is helpful as well. And the last thing to think about with these heart rate zones is your body type as well. I do have an episode about body types, which talks about some benefits for different types of cardio or different types of weights for your body type. And that is episode 19. It's called training for your body type. And I think being aware of that can help you also be aware of what cardio zone am I in? What strength training am I in? Because that can help change it as well. For example, an ectomorph, if they're trying to build muscle, chances are they don't need really high intensity cardio because they're trying to build. So they may want to stay in zone one for cardio or zone two where it's a little bit lighter because they're trying to build. If someone is an endomorph, they are still going to want to lift heavy, but they want might want to mix in some zone four, zone five, some interval training to kind of push that training into a different level. So I think awareness is the key. I want you to think about your workouts this week. I want you to think if you're adding variety. I want you to calculate your own max heart rate and see where you're sitting. See if you have variety. And if you don't, get some variety in there. Variety is the spice of life. It really, really is. And it is the spice of life for strength training. And it is the spice of life for cardio and for pretty much everything. So don't be scared to change things up. I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it gives you some ideas of maybe, oh, I'm always in zone three. I want to add some workouts that push me into zone five, or I want to add some things that maybe are just zone one or two to add some variety. I bet A, it will invigorate you, and B, I bet it will help you see some changes in your body as well because adaptation is real and our bodies are smart. So don't be scared to change it up. That's it for today. 
And as always, you are doing so much better than you think you are, and we'll chat next week. <laughs>